Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are going to discuss the God's Will Part 5 prophecy. Is that what yeah, it's? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what's our topic? Uh, we're going to talk about that episode, God's Will Part 5 prophecy episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break down the episode so that you, that's right, you, the listener, you, the helper, can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan, here with Pastor Joel. Hi, Pastor Joel. Is that the title of this episode? Uh, yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I'm at, uh, and and I'm at this, I'm wow, I can't a- believe I remember, <laughs> you know, it's like I didn't, write, I didn't write it down, and I'm like, no, I think that what's going on with this whole series is it all fit, it all fit really well in my brain. Yeah. Like where we started this oh. journey of God's plan and God's will um, and God's goal, I was like, what are we talking about? Yep. New and, ground, new territory. Yeah, new ground, new is. territory. And as we started to build, it got more and more and more um, simple. Like it had a pl- it had a place in my brain and the other doctrine and the other episodes that we've covered kind of provided the grid that I needed to be able to understand something that is so complex. You think of causality, mystery versus puzzle, you know, contradiction, you know, non-contradiction, spiritual value, growth mindset, like all of these things, being able to have all of these pieces and go, okay, now use all of those with prophecy and to have that be without contradiction, it just all fits. It does. Cause I mean, how many of the examples that that we went through in the ultimate answer explanation are passages of scripture that you hear preached about in sermons? Mm-hmm. Like none of them. Right. Those are really hard things to understand. If yeah. you really sit and think about what does it mean when they'd be able to save themselves by their righteousness or God changed his mind according to, to Moses's word. If you don't have the doctrine. Mm-hmm that you just named plus more those passages are passages that people usually just skim through. I'm not even going to think deeply about this. And that's what I was thinking when we were going through this episode, if you don't have the doctrine, it's actually, it's like I'm sitting here and I'm glad that we give the warning for people. Not, you know, if you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we give that warning before the, what the flock episode, but I was actually sitting here thinking now, if you were to listen to that episode without having that other doctrine, it's like going, it's like me basically signing up for an expert trigonometry course or computer and programming. Showing up on the last day of yeah. class when and it's he's just giving wha- you like, that's all yeah. I would hear. And I feel like that's how people read those verses in the yeah. Bible that they just read it and they go, and then they go for, I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, yeah. you know, and you're like, well, I'm glad oh. God's sovereign. He's there. It is. I get that part. Yeah. Wait, 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 no back up, back the, back the car up or go forward. What did he say before and after that yeah. banger, you know, of a bumper sticker? What did right. he say before or after that? Like, that's the answer. And to have all of that doctrine, you need all of that doctrine to be able to make sense of that. 
Yeah. And that's, I mean, the real big thing I'd want to, at this point in, you know, season five, episode 15, we've been on a journey. How can I help the leaders who are listening to this help people who've been hurt by this topic? Doctrine, doctrine, doctrine. If you don't have God's doctrine, there's no way you're going to understand this the right way that God intends you to understand it. And this more than any episode shows the importance of that you because the doctrine is what helps us understand who God is it un, helps us understand what his will is it helps us understand what he desires what he values what he wants from us it's also the thing that helps us make sense of those hard passages of scripture mm. when we don't have the doctrine this stuff doesn't make sense. We don't have the answers and we end up being part of the problem of hurting people. And yeah, one of the things that you said about all of this is what is the point of being able to interpret and understand prophecy? So I'm sitting here going, what is the point of all of it? Well, it it can astronomically build your faith yeah. of who God is how he operates, how merciful he is. Oh, I know. And it will increase your faith about the desire that God has to grow you. Right. And it's, that's, what's really, that's, what's really hitting me at the whole, like the, like bang, what is, what is, what's the point? You know, what is the point of all of this? It's wake up, Jonathan. Yeah. I'm trying to grow attention. Pay attention to where you're going. It's yeah. going to lead to your destruction. Right. I want what's best for you. Turn the car around. You're going the wrong way. Right. <laughs> oh, but that hurts. That's really uncomfortable. I can't believe he confronted me because I love you, Jonathan. Right. And here's father. And I want yeah. what's best for you. Yes. And yes. Look what your future can be. Bang. There you go. Exactly. Another prophecy. So here's the prophecy. This is what your life's going towards hit the brakes and turn around. Once you do the confirmation, that's the fun stuff. Ooh, keep going this path. Look what you have ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it is, it's like a, you know, prophecy kind of an amazing benefit. If you understand it and you can interpret it is it gives you a depth to knowing your father, your heavenly yeah. father. His and just right? yeah, and and his heart for you, and yeah. just and how much he wants, how many specific details he actually wants to show us in the moment about what's going on in our life. And I'm challenged right now to find out what God wants to say prophetically to me in my life and to the lives of the people that I'm impacting. Yeah. Does God have a word? to give to me for the church, for you, Pastor Joel, for these other people around me? Is there a word that he wants to bring to help other people grow? Because he is literally obsessed with growth. (laughs) He can't get enough. He can't get enough. He's addicted to growing people. He is addicted to our growth. That's where his... His brain is wired for happiness. Herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. Here's another way to say that. God is straight up addicted 
to our growth. Yeah. To yeah. us, to us being more and more profitable. <laughs> and that's really what prophecy is about both correction and confirmation. Oh, it's like, and, and I think I thought it was fascinating, you know, cause the, the logical perspective is, well, God's just proving that he's God and showing us the future has already happened and he's in complete control. And that's a very strict side perspective. And that's what pastor Tater or apostle Tater believed. And he brought yeah. to the floor which I thought was a profound point. Like, why, wait a minute. If that's what it's about, what benefit is there in it? Yeah. And then, and then again, how do you answer for the prophecies that are written in scriptures that didn't come true? Right. Which we named a bunch of them. So great point. I mean, then, cause if anything, that all that's doing then is enabling me to just conjure up these contradictory beliefs about god again and say well he must have known but we can't know because our brains are too limited or something right right speaking of apostle tater yes what in the world he hung up yeah. on us season fifth season five episode 15 yeah and i've never felt better about a guy hanging up on me before <laughs> so you put I, it together what did I you think uh... i do yeah, I think what I get it? What What do you think? What do you think's going on with well, our is, uh, with our apostle? The, yeah, this is the Joel Swakowski version of it. Yes, sir. The doctrine guy, right? Yep. So the way I see what's going on in Apostle Tater's life is, we've seen him come from acting very boyish to the people in his lives, including to us. And even calling his wife mother. Right. To what happened in this, in the What the Flock episode of Prophecy is we heard him call her by her name. And we've seen Apostle Tater act very manly. And I think he's reaping the effects of being a man towards his wife. Talk about a guy who sounds like he's enjoying much fruit. Yeah, that's great. Yep. Not only that, in his marriage, but in his family, in his in his ministry. Absolutely. Being given offers to pastor and he's turning, he's so bearing so much fruit he's turning down offers unbelievable <laughs> offers that you know 20 years ago would have been the dream offer for him yep would have been the revenge move right ha, nice. ha, i'm right you guys need me mm. now what's he doing for the benefit of everybody else is like no i'm turning down offers that don't fall in line with the purpose god's created me for Talk about being about the causes regardless of the effects. Just that's a man. And Lucy sees it and Lucy she experiences it. it. And her attraction to a, a Apostle Rich is just, or Apostle Tater is just growing. Yeah. Yep. It's awesome. Awesome to hear. And uh, very, it very is. happy for the Taters. Yeah. They're, they're having a ball. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. All of yep. them. 
It's appropriate. We talk, you know, pr- the prophecy, so much of understanding prophecy is about causality, cause and yeah. effect. Yeah. Oh, totally. And, and it's really about, here's an effect that'll happen that's supposed to point us to the causes. Yep. Good or bad, right? Yep. Yep. And we see an apostle Tater be a guy right now who very much like God, the father is about the causes regardless of the effects. The effects are great. We should enjoy them. And we should use them to help us understand the causes, but where ought our primary focus be is on the causes. And that's what we've seen Apostle Apostle Tater really learn. Mm-hmm. It's been an awesome, awesome journey with him. Amazing. Awesome. Can you give us the strict side and the loose side overview, Pastor Joel? Sure. The strict side, which we call also limitation on the of the conjunctive is the legalistic, you know, um, side of the the argument, which this is really seeing prophecy is about predicting the future exactly right. So these are the people who believe not only prophecy predicts the future, but that's the point of it as well. Mm. Where we would say, you know, yes, prophecy does predict the future, but the point of it is to help you grow. It's to help you understand what God values and how he operates. It's to help you get on the right side of God. Okay. So here's, what's funny about all of this is that this strict perspective is kind of funny to me because it's all about being exactly right. Yeah. Does God, is God trying to be exactly right? Well, God doesn't have to try to be. <laughs> he doesn't. Because <laughs> so, he is. <laughs> so this, exactly. So this idea of predicting the future to be exactly right, who does that sound like? It sounds like a freaking human being. A human being's version of who they think it would be to be God. Aha! I was exactly right. 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 But God's like, but I when has God? When has God ever done that? No, 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 that's right. You know, one of these, you want to know what, what does it mean for God's nature to be always completely right and always completely just, it means think of every moment in your life of how you've tried so hard to be fair, how you've tried so hard to be right. Yep. God's never had to deal with that. (laughs) He can't help, but be always right. He can't help, but be always just, that's what it means. God doesn't have to try to be right in a situation. He can't help you be right. Exactly. He doesn't have to try to be just. He just, but he doesn't, not only does he not hold us to that standard. Well, he, he, he gives his spirit for us to, to live according to his righteousness and justice. But when we bring ideas and when his counsel brings ideas, he's not, he's not looking for the right and just answer. Not perfectly. He has the right and just answer. He's looking for an answer that's going to cause people to grow and cause this plan that he has for his creation to start. That's what he's looking for. He's not looking for me and you to hit a bullseye every time we shoot the arrow. He's looking for us to do our best to shoot the arrow as best we can. And then when he looks at the, the varying degrees of how far away my arrow is from the bullseye, what God looks at is like, yes, that's what I wanted. That's the opportunity I have to grow you get you closer to the bullseye. 
get you closer to the bullseye. That's the growth he's addicted to. Nice. What? It's not the Take a it's, shot. He's not addicted to you hitting the bullseye. Oh. He's addicted to the process of getting you closer yes. to the bullseye. Uh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. journey is what it's all about. That journey, yeah. that hanging out, that process. Yeah. It's that it's it's not just it's not just the fruit. It's the whole process of what Jesus says is that he's glorified by much fruit. Yeah. But that whole process of the growth, of the pruning, you know, of the affirming that what he does, that's what he's. Yeah. Every what, branch what is wants. different. Every tree is different. We're all bearing different fruit. So I'm going to shoot my bow and arrow in a different spot on the target. You are every time. Hmm. And I'm going to shoot it in a different spot every time I shoot it. Yeah. There's so much room for growth for eternity. Amazing. And we're clearly um, loving sharing about our perspective of what God values, what he really values. And contrasting this wrathful and vengeful God who is just cares about being exactly right all the time. Right. The merciful God who wants what's best for us yeah. and knows what's best for us. Mm-hmm. but the loose side that's mm-hmm. how much we want to talk about this we've been just ranting more about the <laughs> I know. <laughs> yep the loose the side. loose side is the allegory prophecy we can't really know it anyways and and i've had conversations with people like this in fact i had a conversation with the woman who's uh jehovah's witness it was some of the, and this was early on in my uh growth as a christian and understanding doctrine And she was an amazing young woman to talk to because she was so open to discuss what she believed and was really humble. And I just used her as like kind of an opportunity for me to practice sharing the stuff I believe and practice and asking questions as somebody who believes something differently. And that was where I remember one question that we eventually got to because uh, a large part in the interpretation that she shared with me about her belief system was a lot of the prophecies in the Bible, they did say are figurative. Okay. These are metaphors, right? You just have to ask somebody, well, what's your measure for if it's metaphorical or literal? Mm. And and that's where that one question, she's like, I don't know. Like, and what she was confronted in is she, I think she came to the realization, everything I believe is because it's what my parents have taught me. And I think everybody on the planet has some point in their life where they come to that realization. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of this maturing moment, maybe even this becoming a human being and a transitioning into adulthood is when you start realizing, well, I need to believe what I believe because I believe it and not because it was taught to me. And, uh, you know, and I think we all have varying degrees of when that happens in our life, but Mm -hmm. she had this moment where she's just, she didn't know, but what, what I was struck with is here's an entire belief system. This woman adheres to that is primarily based in believing that a large, if not most of the Bible is, metaphorical or an allegory something to not take literally something that we can just interpret based on whatever we think or feel 
It's not objective. It's subjective. So that's the loose side. The loose side is the people who just believe, uh, you know, like a lot of people nowadays, especially after Darwin, the, the movement that Darwin essentially started with uh, his origin of species and the evolution and all that stuff. And I'm not going to go into whether or not I believe in evolution, all that, but there is this big group of people, even Christians who look at, you know, especially the first six chapters of Genesis is that's all just, those are just stories. It's not history. Mm. Those are just metaphors or allegory symbolism for us to get the picture of what happened, but it's not, I mean, honestly jonathan the majority of people in america would think you're an idiot if you thought the earth was actually created in six days Mm -hmm. and not just the earth creation was six days Mm -hmm. earth was one part of that the universe everything Mm -hmm. in it in six days christian christians inability to explain these things because of the lack of doctrine and understanding of god's word I blame Christians. I don't blame the people who believe in in the evolutionary perspective that Darwin was a big part of starting. Because in large part, the reason so many people have latched onto it is because he's done a better job explaining how things are the way they are today than Christians have. Hmm. You want to have the right perspective of this stuff and actually believe the words of the Bible and what they mean and how they work. It's not science. I'm holding up quotes. It's not science's fault. It's not the world's fault that science and the world look at Christians like they're a joke. Hmm. It's Christians fault (laughs) for not being able to defend what we believe accurately with doctrine yeah non-contradictory in a non-contradictory fashion yeah and providing an answer that actually makes sense right because one of the one of the uh core tenets of modern day christianity is not making sense it is but it it shouldn't make sense if it makes sense it's not god right so people go cool then I don't, then I don't need God if I can't understand. Right. Well, I already don't understand. So maybe I'm on the right side of God then. <laughs> I nice. I had a massive gap of understanding before coming to the church. You're telling me not understanding stuff is the brand of the church. Well, I'm already there. Oh, nice. So why come to you? So I can understand things less or... So why would I ever want you to explain anything to me? <laughs> right. Why am I listening so to you talk? There, there. there are so many. Yeah. And all that, see how the, the conversation can go in any direction when the topic is prophecy. Yep. There, here oh, we are, true. just a branch off of prophecy. And we're talking about how do we, how do we, how are we assured in our beliefs? Right. Is the Bible literal or figurative? I mean, how do you interpret scripture? Like it's all off of prophecy. It, Prophecy flushes everything out. Amazing. Let's play the connected doctrine game, Pastor Joel. How does God's will relate to prophecy? So God's will being how he accomplishes his plan 
is connected to prophecy and that prophecy is, you know, we, we've talked at length about, I think maybe in a recent episode, we even referred to it again and how God has created us with an internal alarm system mm-hmm. to help us when we start going down a contradictory path. I think we did this in one of our recent, in an interview with somebody. We've also talked about this in the thought process episodes. You know, these unconscious warnings we get, depression, anxiety, frustration, heart rate increase. Mm -hmm. These can all be signals to us that something in our brain is trying to get our attention as to what's going on. Is there something I need to adjust? In, you know, they're, they're warnings, they're check engine lights. I see prophecy as an external version of that, a spiritual and external version of that, where it's God giving us a warning or a check engine light is on. And it's warning us about where we are in relation to whether or not we're part of God facilitating his will through us or part of God's will at the expense or because God is getting value from us as an effect of our disobedience, of our injustice. So that's really the way I see prophecy as it relates to God's will is it's a warning or a confirmation of mm. what side are you on and what move do you need to make? It's like, what what it is? It's a supercharge. Prophecy is a supercharge, right? I'm either yeah. motivating you to continue moving forward or I'm motivating you to do a 180. Mm-hmm. And whatever it is, it's and make progress in that direction, which is God's will. That's how God's will happens through people with spiritual value. And prophecy is him just helping us be on the right side of that. Amazing. So prophecy, you know, it, it's determined what the prophecy is going to be by a council meeting. This prophecy is going to be something that dissolves. Whatever the issue, whatever the issue is. And a prophecy is going to give you a direction to uh, correct or stay on the path. Which that is in line with the Sodom stuff, right? Exactly. What side are you on of God? That's great. So there we go. And That's then, been... you know, you go back even one step further to the first. Oh, yeah, series, sure. And it's, you know, some prophecy is going to be for an individual, some for a group, for a church, for a marriage. It's going to happen through any of these vessels. So remember, one of the things we learned in the Sodom episode is God looks at people and nations and groups of people and churches the same. He looks at them like a body with unique cells with a specific purpose, whether that's an individual or a group of people. And prophecy is going to work the same way. Some prophecies are direct, you know, like the example I use with Jesus and Peter. Peter didn't say, thus says the Lord, you will deny me three times. Mm -hmm. But he did say something, he predicted something about the future that had not yet happened. It was a prophetic statement Mm -hmm. specifically for Peter. That message isn't for me. But I can learn about Jesus and God the Father's heart through that prophecy. 
And then there's multiple prophecies, if not the most prophecies we see in the Bible are prophetic statements to and for the entire nation of Israel or Judah. So there you go. So God is working through individuals and groups of people. And, and like you said, the other, you know, God's working through council meetings with a dissolve approach. He has a measure for whether or not you're on the right side of justice and his prophecy is used to help you get on the right side, depending on which side you are on. Right. It's like, it gives yeah. you so much the, he's doing to help us. I know. And it's, and, and especially with a group of people, oftentimes I feel like he brings both. Boom. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Where it's like, if you do this, continue on this path. If yeah. you're doing this wrong thing, confess and repent. And like, here's a blessing. Here's a curse. Uh-huh. If this happens, this is how you'll be cursed. If this happens, this is how you'll be blessed. All so, as an effect of get all in, a, in an attempt to try to get us focused on the right causes. Yeah. And that is, I think, a way to help people understand prophecy and how it works is with the people that we're trying to help. It's like prophecy was to help people get the right causes in place so that God could bless them. Yeah. That was all that it was about. Right. Do these causes and I will bless you. That's all like all, what is eternity going to look like? God going, Hey, here are the causes to do. And we go, all right, let's get after it. Or he can say, you could do cause A, B, C, and D. And we go, okay, I'm going to do A. I'm going to do C. I'm going to do B. I'm going to do D. I'm going to skip around. I'm going to do part of A, part of B, part, you know, and you just boom, 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 boom. And then you'll get blessed. Yeah. Well, wow. experience, you know, when you, when your decisions and behavior are rooted in good causes from the father, the effects will be good blessings. Wow. Huh. I'm just curious how much, you know, so helping people get these, the right causes in place. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do with what the flock is. We're trying to help people get doctrine so they yeah. can get good causes in place to which will See. dissolve the damage that they've experienced at the hands of the church. Right. So let's take a look at the categories of people in the church from the perspective of self-esteem, Pastor Joel. All right. So the low self-esteem people are very much like the the young lady I, I interacted with. Um, you know, especially that's manifest when when you end up finding out this woman's beliefs are based in just stuff she was taught where it's like you want to talk about someone with low self-esteem is even their own belief system isn't something that they're like they're not even the source of their own beliefs Mm. god isn't but some other man is or what's really what's the difference between this woman believing that santa's real and and believing her version of of the scriptures wow both are based in what well, my parents told me. Yeah, which is unfortunately idolatry. It is. Yeah. That's a low self-esteem. Someone with low self-esteem, it would make sense. The confidence in who they are would be so low that even the very worldview that they hold to be true is based in something they were taught by another person. Yeah. And they don't have those beliefs. They're not fully convinced of that stuff within themselves. They're fully convinced of it because of some external source, Mm -hmm. not God. Mm -hmm. 
So those are the people who are just, eh, we can't really understand it anyways, right? What's the point? Right. There's the mid-self-esteem people. These are really the ones focused more on being in control. And, you know, in a lot of, a lot of times it's great. Being in control is better than being out of control. It is a step towards the giving up control to God's phase. And a lot of times mid-self-esteem people have a hard time progressing past that because when giving up control feels like being out of control, you have a tendency to lump those feelings with, well, if the last time I wasn't in control, I got hurt. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I need to be in control to protect myself. Nice. And that really manifests itself with prophecy and just, I'm trying to figure stuff out in my own strength with my own understanding. What's unfortunate is these people can continue to hurt themselves just in a completely different way. And then the high self-esteem people are like, yeah, prophecy is important, but I recognize prophecy is uh, simple or complex. It is representative of the principle of causality and a person with high self-esteem understands the right causes to be focused on hmm. whether that's the causes that god's giving me or the cause of who god created me to be that's what i'm living that's that's the cause i'm under and these prof these prophetic statements are never meant to distract me from what god wants for me right even if it's written in the bible the prophecies written in the Bible, you know, the statements through Daniel and Revelation that are so, so uh, attractive for people to go after. I want to figure out what the end times are like. That can cause damage if it distracts me from hearing from God and doing what he wants me to do. Yeah, it's like the, the, the truth, truth episode. You know, right. like it's the, the, we, God cares more about the how and the why yeah, for why we're doing it than what we're doing. Right. So it's great. Yeah. Read the Bible. Awesome. Yep. Is, are you reading the Bible to distract? What about going to church? Are you reading church to distract you from God? Are you, are you drinking? Are you smoking? You know, like episode one of uh, that first season, you know, to do doing all of those things, whether they be good or bad or appear to be good or bad that god is looking at the why and the how behind all of that right amazing so finally pastor joel can you remind us what the ultimate answer of prophecy is yeah the ultimate answer is prophecy confirms god's will and god's plan it shows us what he values and he shows it shows us how he operates Shows us what he values, which is growth. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and how he operates, which is according justice. to justice. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you, Pastor Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments, or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know. We'll see you next time.